Kia ora and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast, the home of alternative football. It's Good Friday here in Auckland, New Zealand. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping and what is Eddie doing? He's stuck indoors in his pyjamas, talking to his mate all the way from England. It's the Perth Gooner. How's it going, Lyle? Yeah, not too bad, Eddie. Happy Easter, happy Easter. Yeah. We're not quite, we're not quite got there yet, but we will be there very shortly, mate. Very <laughs> shortly. How you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to. We're, we're, we're getting ready to get let out soon. Um, so finally, after a year of lockdown, looks like things are going to return back to normal soon. So, uh, yeah, I've got got the pub penciled in, 16th of April. Um, getting excitable. So, uh, yeah, no, it's all happening, mate. It's all happening. Hey, did you go out um, last week? Because I saw you had a, like a heat wave, like the hottest day in March or something. Yeah, so what it, what, it was earlier this week, actually. So we had, uh, it was 18 degrees, I think, on the tu- on Monday. And then it was 20, 21 or 22 on the Tuesday um, or Wednesday. I can't remember one of the days. So yeah, everyone was out and about. So um, yeah, get, it's all getting very excitable. Uh, but I think people just need to calm down. Yeah. Still, still a lot of cold weather to go before the summer. You know, it's sick. Was it six degrees today? So it's like just relax yourself, people. Just relax. <laughs> do, you, do you see that? I saw like like posts all over like the gram and like uh, scenes in Leeds and like um, Brighton and like South Wales on the beachfront. People just littering everywhere. Yeah, you know? it's just the usual usual nonsense, really. Ah, isn't it's it? ridiculous, I mean, it's, isn't it? Soon as there's a little bit of warm weather in this country, people don't know what to do with themselves, do they? Uh, mate, well, to keep us occupied in the last what, few weeks, we've had the international break. Uh, it's usually, you know, I always look forward to the international breaks, particularly the March ones, because, uh, you know, falls on my birthday. So I've yeah. had good memories growing up, being able to watch Wales in March. But um, yeah, for this one, mate, it was hard to get, get up for these ones. I think uh, it might have been due to the the last game we played in the, in the league. I mean, I'm going to have to address that quickly. Um, I'm a man enough to say it. Yeah, we got well, truly beat by the, by the scam. <laughs> got, 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 got roasted in the derby. Yeah, we did. And you know, the thing is, mate, um, as I said on the, on the pod, like I was confident we'd lose the game, but I, I didn't think we'd lose it in that manner. It was um, very disappointing, but, you know. No fans in the, no fans in the ground made a, made a difference. Yeah, big time, big time. Um, yeah, it was a very flat game. I think as soon as they scored, um, we we pretty much we did dominate parts of the game, um, but they just blocked every shot. Um, that Sean Morris and the, um, the Cardiff uh, centre back, he was a, a machine at the back. He was just constantly blocking yeah. every shot. And um, yeah, full credit to, to the to our little brothers down the road. Uh, yeah, they got the little win. Brothers, little brothers. <laughs> it's it's going to be. A, I mean, obviously now it's 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 all eyes on the running for you guys because obviously yeah. it's um it's it's all to play for. But you've just you've, you've not really got any form, have you? Going nah. into the um into the back end of the season. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I hope, mate. Is um the, the Coopers had two weeks off with some of the team because most of the yeah. players are playing international football. So um you know, they've had some break. Hopefully he comes up with some new ideas because we've got nine games left, mate, and uh, they're all going to be cup well, finals now. Yeah, and the problem is, is that you don't want to chance it through the playoffs. I mean, because, um, you know, it's it's always a, it's a bit of a lottery, isn't it? But, I mean, it's, it's, it's been tough, isn't it? Because... I'm just going to put this out there and say it's probably been a record amount of football which has been played in the last... Um, in the last uh, sort of what 12, 12 months, really. Um, yeah. You know, with, the se- with the season getting postponed, um, sort of around this time last year, then obviously the football then coming back, having to play out the, the 2019 um, 20 season and then the 2021 season starting shortly after. So, I mean, it's um, it's been a remarkable amount of football, isn't it? With all the internationals as well, which have, have thrown in now. So I think it's um, it's a really difficult time for, for all the teams because obviously everyone's tired. But you've got to rise to the occasion, don't you? I mean, it's, mm. it's what, what what you play football for. Um, you know, if you if the players can't get themselves up, you know, nine was it nine? Like you said, nine games left towards the end of the season. Possibility of Premiership football. I mean, you say to yourself, well, you know, there's no point playing the game, is there? Yeah, it's been pretty relentless, mate. And I think you saw that in the results across the board in international week. Like you look at teams like Germany, for example, losing to like Northern Macedonia. <laughs> you see the Republic of Ireland losing to Luxembourg, you know, the mighty Luxembourg. Like there's a lot yeah. of results there that shows that anything could happen. Um, let, let's talk about England, for example. Let's talk about them first. 
How would you summarise yeah, I mean, the three performances from England? Uh, methodical, uh, methodical, getting it done. Um, I think there's still massive question marks in terms of uh, who's going to be in the starting eleven. I think there's still massive question marks on have England got a solid plan B, which will work against decent opposition um, based on the game uh, the other night against Poland, um, when we obviously, you know, we we, we struggled um, in the second half to really break them down. Um, obviously got there in the end, 84th, 85th minute, whatever it was with, with Harry Maguire's header. Um, um, but it's, I think, yeah, there's really, really going to be massive challenges around, you know, can we, do we have a good plan B? Because we're playing some good football. Uh, there's no, no doubt about that. But um, yeah, I think there's still a long way for England to go. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the midfield, um, I think Rice played quite well and Foden played quite well. But I think yeah, some, so someone it, like Henderson, he's obviously going to start, isn't he, when it comes to the Euros? Well, it's interesting. So I think there's there's two ways Southgate does this. So, I mean, if you look at, if, so you know, the highlights of the international uh, break for England was that Rice looks Rice looks really good. Mm. Foden looked great on the ball. Um, there was really good link-up play between you know uh, in the attacking third, Sterling, Foden, Mount. Um, you know all, all of these players you know really starting to look good in the final third. Um, so so that's positive. But I think that in terms of the starting eleven for England, um, it looks like it would probably go with a midfield two of Henderson and um, and Dyer. Uh, mm. So Henderson and uh, Rice, which is fairly negative, actually. Yeah. When you look at playing, there's not a lot of goals between those two. I mean, that is, you know, they are just going to sit in front of the back four. And then he'll probably go with, a, you know, front, you know, the, the three, or three more attacking options, which will probably be a combination of Sterling, Grealish, Foden, Mount, um, and then, you know, Kane up top. So, yeah. And then you've obviously got Rashford, Sancho, which are going to get thrown into the mix. But I think overall, um, it, it's interesting because I think he needs to be a little bit more attacking than what England have done in the qualifiers. But more importantly, England have, have looked good on the ball. They've had a lot of, lot, of, lot of possession, but they haven't really converted that into shots on target and chances. Hmm. Do, do you find uh, promising that Southgate's dropped the five at the back? Absolutely, because it was never going to work. I mean, England A, um, you know, showed at the last World Cup that when you go up against the top oppositions, playing five at the back is difficult because ultimately what you're trying to do is you're trying to nick a goal and then hang on to it for, for, for however long is left in the game, which is mm. always going to be a little bit difficult. And I think that um, what what we've seen with um, player 4 4-2-3-1 is we look a lot more fluid. Um, you know, it, it means we've, we could get another attacking player in now um, and I think it suits us much better. And I think we, we're really starting to see that we've got the attacking options we didn't have in 2018. So in 2018, we were reliant on Deli Ali and Lingard as our central attacking midfield options. And when you looked at the wide areas, you know, we had Sterling and, and Rashford who were starting. Uh, but apart from that, we didn't really have much coming off the bench. Whereas now we've actually got an embarrassment of riches up top um, in terms of the players who, who just won't make the cut. Um, yeah. and, and so I think really if you look at England's strengths it's not in the defensive arena you, know, you, you say okay we've got a couple of alright fullbacks who are in decent form but you look at our centre-halves for example I don't think we've got any world-class centre-halves in there um, so I think yeah you've got to place your strengths which for us is obviously going forward Stones so John Stones uh, he's got an error in him hasn't he <laughs> <laughs> he cocked it up, didn't he? It's one of them where it's like my man's been every 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 man every man in his dog has been bigging the guy up. Do you know what I mean? He is, you know, he's the next best thing um, since sliced bread. Everyone's just been absolutely you know, bigging him up, but he absolutely, you know, he gassed it, man. He had bloke gassed it, bottled it. Um, <laughs> such a schoolboy error um, in terms of you know giving the goal away uh, for Poland. Um, mm. But equally, it's one of those where I think. You got to accept that with a guy like that, in the sense of because of his style of play, playing it out from the back. Occasionally, he's going to get it wrong. So I, don't, I think it's fair that he's not being crucified in the press and, and then, you know by pundits and, and fans. But it's one of those where it's like if you're going to make a mistake, make that mistake in that kind of game against yeah. Poland. Don't make it in a big game uh, in a tournament. Yeah, exactly. Like because that's career. That's career ending. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like um, you know some players don't get that second chance in the game. You know. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it's difficult as well because it's like, 
the problem with Stonesy is, um, you know, you know that he's got a gaff in him, doesn't he? Let, let's have <laughs> it right. I mean, he's he's that sort of player where he is going to make a gaff. So, you know, it's part and parcel of his game. Yeah, I mean, um, in the let's look at selection, by the way. So, like, in the Euros, they talked about this morning um, that UEFA are going to extend the amount of subs or the amount a team can submit as a final squad for the Euros because there's, like, I think there's five subs now in the game. So they're going to extend it from like 23 up to like 28, I think it is. In terms of what England are going to pick or Southgate's going to pick, how many how many strikers do you reckon he'll take? So my, my gut feel is he's only going to take Harry Kane, Calvert-Lewin and Rashford. Yeah. That's my gut feel. I don't... I don't... And, and part of the reason why as well is that just because you can use five subs, it's not actually necessarily beneficial. So if you think about it from a chemistry perspective, three is kind of the is is three is the magic number because <laughs> once you start putting on more more players than that, it just disrupts the flow. Um, you know, so I, I I don't necessarily think five subs is 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 going to make a massive difference. Um, I think England will go with. I mean, what's the point? And you look at it, you're saying you've got Kane, who's going to start. Mm. Calvert-Lewin's your plan B in terms of your uh, your big man who can come off the bench, hold the ball up, you know, win the ball in the air, you know, be aggressive and direct. And then you've got Rashford for the pace. I can't see him bringing bringing anyone else actually, like a Watkins or a Bamford or you know, what I mean, like there's there's a lot of English players that are doing quite well in the league, but they're not getting a chance, are they? Yeah, it's it's a tricky one because I mean, if you look at it, you think to yourself, all right, okay, well. He's going to go with three goalkeepers and he takes eight defenders. So that's 11 straight mm. away. Um, he's then probably going to, you know, we've got a lot of midfield and attacking options. Yeah. So he's, he's probably going to take, what, 10, 10 midfielders? What would, um, what would Zaka, sorry, yeah, Zaka, what would he come under? He'd probably come under your mid. He's a utility option, isn't he? Because he'd yeah. play uh, winger, left back. But I'm not sure. So if it's a 23 man squad, I don't think he's going to go. But if it's a 28 man squad, I think he'll he'll go in. He'll he'll, he'll definitely. He probably would go. Um, maybe even just for the experience. But what about what about Smith Rowe? No, he won't make it. But it's tricky because if you look at it, I think there's a number of players they'll want to take for the experience. Um, you know, so they'll make sure that you know probably. Yeah, Reese James will probably end up going for the experience. Um, and then you think to yourself, Saka might go for the experience. You think to yourself, Foden, Mount and Madison will all be going as well. Mm. First first tournaments for them. Um, so England will be blooding a lot of players, um, I think, this at this tournament. And I think it's a good thing as well. Because yeah. uh, I think really, from, from the old guard, I think you've probably got Kane, Sterling, Henderson... Walker, um, and, and and then you've got sort of Pickford mm. and Maguire who've, who've played at the last World Cup. Um, so it, and Rashford, obviously. So it's, it's an interesting time, I think. I think it's a very much a new New England team. Who starts in goal, mate? It's Pope for me. I think Pope's been the most consistent this season. Um, I think Pickford is, I don't rate him if I'm honest. With you. He's an okay shot stopper, but he's just got a clanger in him. Um, so I think. I think Pickford starts. Um, he's been the most consistent, so I think yeah, you put put Pickford in at um, in in between the sticks. Well, I, I don't know. So not Pickford. Put Pope in between the sticks. Um, no, it's 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 one. Of, I'm not. I'm a bit. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I think the biggest problem for England is when they come up against the big team. So I think you'll find out straight away um, how well England will do once they've got if they get out of the group stage and they get a big draw card. Because yeah. um, I think because of the way the groups are, we're, we're going to end up with one of, it's like Germany, France, Portugal, or Portugal I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think from our perspective, it's, I mean, the groups don't really matter. It's what we do in the next, in the, in the knockout stages, which is, which is what's going to. Gonna, gonna hey, you really fancy Germany at this rate, mate. Yeah, you take Germany, wouldn't you? Because they're in a rebuilding stage. Um, Easily the weakest out of those three. I mean, that's funny to say that, but it's true. The weakest out of the three. If you're going to face Although them. you say that, France is actually not looking that great as well. Ah. I mean, they they uh, you know they, obviously they got past Kazakhstan, which they were always going to, but they you know drew against Ukraine, um, and so you sort of think to yourself, well, 
Uh, we'll see what. But it, the thing is, this England to be successful, they need to sort the. You know, they need to be aggressive going forward. I think it's all about scoring goals. They're not gonna. They're not gonna keep clean sheets. They've got to try and score goals. You've got to try and outscore the opposition. All right, mate. Uh, let's talk about the other home nations. Let's talk about Scotland. Uh, they're on a bit of a run right now with Steve Clark. Uh, they've qualified yeah. for the Euros. I'll beat for the back door of the Nations League, but they're in there. Well, they've turned it around because what's funny is that um, at the end of 2019, I was at, a, I think it was a, quali- it was a, quali- it was a qualifying game, which they played against, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like, I can't remember. It was Kazakhstan, mate. Kazakhstan, yeah, I was there at Hampton Park and it was looking bad for them, mate. They were like 1-0 down and then they managed to turn it around and then, They've gone on a bit of a run, but I think as well, what you've seen is that the run has coincided with some of their better players starting to come back into the team. So, you know, like McTominay, um, like Tierney, because those, those, like, and then Robertson. a couple of those, yeah, well, all defenders. <laughs> yeah, but what, what I'm saying though is that those players were out. They didn't play, they weren't, play, they didn't play a lot of football um, for Scotland. So I think those players have come back into it. Um and I think, yeah, I mean, they, they're sort of, you know, they found a, a formula where they're, they're starting to limp through. Although I think for them, the big test is going to be, can they score the goals mm. against the big teams in the, um, yeah, in, in, in the big games? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a good thing or not when your best three players are all defenders. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's really not ideal, is it? Do you see that stat, mate? Uh, Tierney, he's the first Scottish player to have three assists in a game at Hampden Park. <laughs> yeah, but then I guess it's one of those where it's like they're playing against the Faroe Islands. Yeah, so I know, like you, I know. You can't really put, put that much on it. But I mean, look, it's, it's really interesting because that's a tough group because you've got England, Croatia, Scotland and the Czech Republic. And um, see Yeah, that's a tricky group, do. mate. That's a tricky yeah. group. Um, i got to say, one of your opponents in that group, uh, the Czech Republic, they're a tough team. Yeah. They're yeah. tough. They're not like the Czech Republic of old, you know, like with the Ned Feds and um, Thomas Rizicki, Peter yeah, um, Jan Koller, yeah, Gaborski. Like they're not, they're not like that stylish, but they're just built like man mountains. These lot, like Sushek, he's a monster. Yeah, I never realised how big he was. Do you know? Do you know what the problem is? I could, I could foresee that someone would end up. And this sounds really outrageous. Drawing, like someone could end up drawing quite a few games and still ending, ending up not getting out of the group. Yeah. It's the kind of group where you've got to win. You've got to win games. Every game, sort of like a cup final. And I know that's cliche in the tournaments, but it's one of those where it's like if you if you wanted to get out of that group, you know you're going to need like a win, yeah, a win and two draws minimum. And anything else is just probably not going to cut it. Yeah, that, that looks like a really exciting group, that one. I don't know who's going to get out of that one. Yeah. I mean, the key the keys to win your first game, isn't it? Mm. That's what you know. So you look at it and you think to yourself, whoever wins their first game is setting themselves up for success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other home nations, so Northern Ireland, yeah, they're just... Uh, since Michael Northern O'Neill's... Ireland. So, yeah, Northern Ireland. Um, since um, Michael um, O'Neill's left there to go to Stoke, like, it's, it's just not worked out for them. They've not won many games since he's left. Um, but let's be let's be honest. They've got a small, very small pool of players to pick from, smaller than Wales actually. So it's um, you know it's always a uphill challenge for them. But they've done you know they've done really well in the last you know five years, getting to Euros and you know round of sixteen. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're never they're never going to compete on the on the wheel. I think today. the problem with Ireland and Northern Ireland is they just don't have the quality of players playing in the um, in the top leagues in England. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's the average? So the average player from Ireland or Northern Ireland is probably playing in the championship. If that. If yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you already touched on it there. Uh, Republic of Ireland, they're on, I think, the worst run of their history right now. Um, yeah. They've got a coach called Stephen Kenny. I don't know much about him. I read about him the other day. So he's only manager in Ireland. He's like the most successful domestic uh, coach in Ireland. Um, but mm. in his 11 games in charge, he's only won... Oh, he's won zero games. <laughs> yeah. Five draws and six defeats. Like, he's the worst manager, I think, currently in the history. Um, he's got to go, mate. 
He's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> Time to go. Time to go, mate. Um, yeah, they've they've just been poor, haven't they, Ireland? Um, and to make it even worse, they they couldn't beat Qatar, the mighty Qatar, <laughs> in the friendly, did they? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it must be soul destroying for the Irish football mm. fans because I mean, they um, I mean they they funny enough actually they've featured in the last two Euros. So they were, no. Yeah, you're right. Oh, they um, have. They yeah, were in Euros 20, 2012 and then yeah. 2016. Yeah. But I think they got there almost by default, um, if I'm if I'm brutally honest mm. with you, because what you're starting to see is that um, some of the nations who typically haven't really been there or thereabouts are actually starting to sort of, you know, re-emerge. So, um you, know, you look at who's qualified for the Euros this time round. You're looking at teams like, um, so you've got Turkey who's in there. You've got Finland who's in there. You've got um, you know, North Macedonia, for example. Um, you've got Austria. Um, you know, uh, you'll argue, say, Slovakia. So some of those teams typically wouldn't always be at the Euros. Um, so, yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, I think Irish football is is in the dark ages at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's a dead, long mate. way back, long dead. way back for them. Well, think is, mate. Like they were so successful in the nineties because you know they had Jack Charlton. He had like the great formula of just finding someone with an Irish grandmother. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that 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 was it. I mean, it was it was one of those where it's like you had kind of two things actually. So I think that's that's probably a little bit harsh. <laughs> so you, you you did have some some good Irish players who were playing in 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 the UK. So for example, you had um, you know, you had uh, you know Niall Quinn, yeah. um, who's at at Arsenal, um, then went up to Sunderland. You had Roy Keane, who's at Not Forest, then Man United. You had uh, Paul McGrath, who's at yeah. you, know, you, you know Villa. Um, you know, I'm, there's I'm sure there's plenty of others as well. And then there was the English contingent in there, you know, like your Andy Town, Andy Townsends, um, and, and 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 loads of others as well. So um, you know, it, it, it's it, it was interesting because I think you know, yeah, you're right. They definitely hit the sweet spot in terms of getting the sort of you know the Irish. The, the English players of Irish descent with some, you know, some good quality homegrown players. I mean, unless they change the the rules to great grandparents, <laughs> nothing ain't going to change, mate. Well, it's typical, is it? Well, it might have looked, I mean, because at once you had bloody Rice and Greenish who turned out, for, well, Rice had to... They've all played, Rice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, Rice, uh, Rice had three caps for Ireland. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know. wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. why would you take the rice away, mate? You took the potatoes away, now they're rice. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody English. Oh, crikey, I know, it's a laugh, in it? It's, they're probably thinking bastards. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see Roy Keane take over. I'll be honest with you, I think Keane is... His problem is he, he would be an absolutely useless manager, and it's, mm. he's proven that at the teams he's... He's been in charge of because I think he just—he's too old school. I don't think he'd get—I don't think he'd get a tune out of modern players. And he was—he was around the Republic of Ireland. He was the um, the assistant manager, and he was just pissing people off. I think mm. oh, yeah, from the he stories, was, yeah. like because some of the stories I was hearing about him and um, he had a massive, massive fallout with um, with the geezer who used to be at Stoke, uh, the striker um, Jonathan Walters. They had a massive it, yeah. fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where basically, like, he was injured and Keane was, like, man up, you know, play through the pain sort of thing. And, um, yeah, those two are the massive fallouts. So I just, the problem with Keane, though, is he has a round in an empty room, doesn't he? So, I just, I can't see that being successful for <laughs> Irish, Irish football. Mate, I was there for his last game uh, as assistant manager for... Um, yeah, because... When I was over there, the um, Nations League back in 2018, we beat them 1-0. Yeah. And we were just chanting, sacked in the morning. You're getting sacked in the morning. Because they had O'Neill, they had O'Neill yeah, and King, is it? which would have been a weird combination, if I'm honest with you. Like, I don't really think, I don't really see Keane as sort of the person who would be a quiet number two. No. It's yin and yang, mate, isn't it? Them yeah. two. Michael O'Neill, he's a nice guy, though. Real nice guy. Mark, Martin O'Neill, yeah. Martin probably, probably too nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the thing about Martin O'Neill is he's not really done much because he was at Villa, then he left Villa, and then he sort of fell off a cliff after that. I think he had success with Leicester, and then he went to Celtic, very successful Celtic. And then Villa, I think it was a sad one because I think his wife had cancer or something. So that's why he retired for a little bit. Now yeah. he's back. But then he's had stints with like Sunderland that's not worked out for him. And obviously the Republic of Ireland job hasn't worked out. So yeah, they've got a, they've got big issues there, Ireland. I, I just feel like they, they, they haven't progressed like the other nations. Like they've stuck with the same players. Like for example, Robbie King persisted with him for so many years and yeah good well, player. Got the same don't get me wrong he's a good long, player Shane Long now don't know I mean he's, exactly he's nearly at the end of his career and they're still trying to uh just trying to get trying to get a tune out of him um <laughs> but it's it's difficult because yeah they, I just don't <laughs> think they've got the, the pool of players yeah they haven't they haven't and the players they produce are quite mechanical players so you'll get industrial midfielders industrial defenders but they haven't really got the, the kind of flair players have they no well, let's talk about Wales. Wales. <laughs> uh, it's probably hmm, like I predicted, really. I expected us to lose against Belgium, which we did. Um, we played quite well against them. It's very difficult going, going up against you know the best team in the world, according to the rankings. I don't believe it. Uh, they're a good team, but they're not the best in the world. Um, no, no. Yeah, diff- they're know. consistent though. They're, no, they're, yeah, they're consistent. Consistent, but um, yeah, we, we lost them three-one away in Belgium. It was a difficult game to play first up in the qualifiers, but reasonably happy how we play that second half. We had a friendly against Mexico. Um, I'm not sure why we're playing friendlies. It's just like a waste of time, really. You know, the, the players are knackered as it is, and it was. A, do, do you think it's one of those with Wales where similar to? 2016, where it's like you turn up at the tournament and form goes. So not 20, yeah, 2016, where you turn up at the tournament and form goes out the window. Yeah. Do, do you think? Do you think it's going to be a case a case of that with Wales? Where Very much moment, so. Play, players are tired, but then you turn up at the tournament and it could be a totally different Wales. And actually, um, you know, you could actually get out of the group. Um, uh, I'm not even thinking about the the Euros, mate. I'm, I'm thinking about like the, the last three games, you know, that's what our focus should have been. And I think it was on that, you know, we, we played Mexico and it was sort of just a, a reason to give Chris Kenta his hundredth cap, you know, yeah. there's no other way he's going to play again for us. So, you know, congrats to him. He deserves it. Is he your record, is he your record cap holder? Yeah, he is. We've never hit a hundred before. It's no surprise that's not happened before because we've not qualified for tournaments, you know, when you, when you, when you qualify yeah. for tournaments regularly, you, there's an extra, what, five or six games there if you do well. So, you know, Gunter, he's a, been a great servant to us. But for me, like, you know, he's just been taking a, a, a space on the bench there for me. You know, you've got, you've got your 100 cap now, uh, you know, gracefully leave the team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, we need that. to build for the future now. We can't keep looking back and give caps just out of, what's the word I'm looking for? Just um, sentiment. Sentiment, that's right. Yeah, yeah, sentiment. You can't, you can't, there's no place... For sentiment in football, is there? Um, no, there isn't. But it's interesting because I think with Wales, it's one of them where it's like you could turn up at the Euros and it could be, you know, you do play quite well. Um, but I get what you're saying. It's at the moment, it's about World Cup qualification. Yeah, and, that's the, uh, that's yeah, the that's big a, one. That's the one. That's, the, that's, our, that's our Everest, isn't it? Like, we've not yeah. qualified since 1958. Uh, and I said it to like so many people uh, leading up to these games. I said, look, Historically, our campaign is usually over after two or three games. So if we lose both of these two games, it was over, you know. So um, to get the win against Czech Republic of the day was a huge win. Uh, we got lucky with the decision. I didn't think it was a red card. But, you know, you can only play what's out in front of you and you've only got 10 to play against, then you go for it. So to get the, the goal, um, you know, Dan James, he's built like a midget, but I know, he's <laughs> we got up. He's a good header, good header. great header, uh, and a great cross from Gareth Bale. I think he's someone that's he gets a lot of stick for. I, I don't see why he gets the stick he gets, um, considering what he's done in the game. I, I'm saying that the sticks around with what he's done with Spurs, I just don't feel he's had much opportunity with Spurs this year. Uh, it's not down to him; it's down to the manager. Because when he when he's played when Bale's played uh, and when he gets 
problem with Bale, he needs a few games to get in. Like he can't just turn it on and off like a tap. Like he has to. It's the wrong. It's the wrong. It was the wrong move for him. Um, mm. And the reason why is he needed a manager who's going to show him a bit of TLC. Yeah. Um, and Jose Mourinho is the total other end of the spectrum. You know, he's not the kind of manager who's going to put an arm around the player. Um, so, and you've you've seen that with the way which he's just absolutely destroyed the confidence of someone like Deli Ali, who under Pochettino was. Yeah. You know, he was arguably in the top five midfielders in the league for a good three or four seasons on the bounce, you know, scoring 10, 10 12 goals, putting on, you know, however many assists. Um, uh, that's just one, one example as well. Um, you know, you could also look at, you know, other players such as, you know, Sergi Aurea, mm-hmm. uh, again, sort of just destroyed the bloke's confidence. Um, you know, Danny Rose you know, totally fell off the cliff. Um, so it's uh, it's a tricky one because... I just don't think it was the right move for him. I think Tottenham brought him back on sentiment and thinking, okay, yeah, it's a big name. We've just moved into the new stadium. Uh, you know, obviously it will give give the fans something to be to be happy about. But I mean, I don't think well, I don't think Bale has been awesome this season. Um, I think he's had flashes of brilliance, but not he hasn't been he's not been world class this season. And the problem is the Spurs fans have now turned on him. Mm. I was watching something the other day, and it's like they're all they're all putting the boot in. Um, so I don't know. I think I think he's just come back to the wrong club. And I know that sounds silly because everyone thought you know him going back to Tottenham would have been the icing on the cake. But maybe if there was a different manager like Poch or someone in charge, but it's been a nightmare for them. It's been yeah. an absolute disaster. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you're crying over them. <laughs> I just find it. I find it funny. I just find yeah, it funny more, more than anything else because it's like it, the bloke has, Gareth Bale has done the biggest troll ever. Uh, for Tottenham like they all thought oh Bale's coming back he's going to lead us to Premier League glory blah 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 uh, do you know what it's comical mate back in like October September mm. every man and his dog all the man them you know, all the girls them, they were up in my inbox do you know what I mean DMing me about oh yeah Bale's back Kane back son blah 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 Tottenham this Tottenham on the way you know they're going to you know challenge for the title and all of this and I just said look it's free certainties in life Death, taxes, and Tottenham bottling it. It's you know, it's <laughs> it's as simple as that. There's no there's no if buts or maybes about it. They just don't have they are trophy dodgers. They don't have a winning bone in their body. Uh, uh, you know, wait, they, they've got a League Cup final coming up though. Oh yeah, 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 of course. Against Man City, who they they they, yeah. they they win that, you know, that's that's you may as well, you know, turn up and pick up your runners up medal. You, you know, <laughs> really, you know, that's that's just you know that. That's their competition, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, mate, to be fair, Man City, they're going for the quadruple anyway, so it's going to be very tough, very yeah. tough to overcome that. But um, yeah, go back to Bale. I thought he um, he surprisingly featured all three games for us. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's just saw Chris Gatt again, 100. He's on 90 now, so he's like, you know what? I'm going to turn up for these games. Someone not turn up for the games, mate. Rambo, honestly. That move to Juventus might as well take away his passport now because he's not bothered coming back for us. He's played what one game last what three years for us. Yeah, he's doing the Giggsy, which is quite ironic because Giggsy never turned up to us. So, and Giggsy's not turned up for us now as a manager, mate. He's on bail. Yeah, it's difficult with Ramsey, isn't it? Because like his appearances for Wales is woeful. Yeah, um, sixty caps, I think it is. Yeah, I mean he's. I think he's one of those who is just like. He doesn't seem all that bothered, does he? Nah, it's, it's a sad Obviously. one because you know what, mate? What One thing that pisses me off is that you've got players that are busting their balls off every game, Nations League, friendlies, qualifiers, and then come the Euros, you know who's going to start in the middle. It'll be him. You know what I mean? So he, He's never really done it for you, has he? Let's be honest with you. Like, if you're going to say, oh, you know, who your top five Welsh players are of all time, all time? in terms of, put, you know, he doesn't really feature, does he? Because oh, he's never really no, t- nowhere close. T- t- he's never really. St- I mean, he, he, when you look at who your best players are on talent alone, he probably gets in that. He's not that far off that list. You know, what I mean, he's up there with your Mark Hughes mm. and you know, he's not that far off his Hughes and your Giggsies and all of these sort of guys and your rushes on on talent alone and who mm. he's played for. But he just don't seem interested, does he? It's almost like for him, he'll turn up, he'll play when he can, but otherwise, it's like it's a side of desk sort of job. Pretty much, yeah. And it's yeah, it'll be, a, he'd be a brave man not to pick him in the first eleven when, we, when he comes to that first game against Turkey in the Euros. 
Um, but for me, well, you, sh- maybe, you should be picked maybe. on form, mate. I wouldn't pick you on sentiment or pass. They might just need to have the Paul Scholes conversation. Yeah, Remember Paul, sure. Scholes, Paul Scholes of England was the exact same. And they said, look, Scholesy, I mean, it was after Euro 2004. They were like, look, mate, just uh, don't, you know, just bin it in. And he did. He binned it in, didn't he? You know, he could have easily kept on going for another four. He should, he should have had a more than, well, he, he should have had 100 caps, Paul Scholes, easily. Yeah. But that's how the cookie crumbles, mate. Yeah, when you've got B techs, when you've got B tech managers like Sven Gorn Eriksson, and I'm telling you, swear <laughs> down, mate. I, could, I with Southgate, he almost reminds me a little bit of the modern day Sven with the players at his Ooh, disposal. Really? Yeah, a little bit. I'm, I'm. Sometimes I look at him and I'm like, like I was looking at the Poland game, like he hadn't made a sub, and it was like seventy odd minutes. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing, you idiot? Bring, you idiot! Bring on someone you're asking for. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like. Relax yourself, man. Just take yeah. take a couple of players off. But um, I mean, you got the results. Fair play to him. But yeah, I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing shades of I'm seeing 50, 50 shades of Sven in the in, in Gareth, <laughs> mate. I'm telling you. Oh, mate. Um, yeah, last thing in Wales. Um, yeah, checks. They were they were difficult, mate. They're going to be a difficult team. Mate, to England's break down. got a tough. England's got. Trust me, England's got a tough, a tough job group. In that group. That's a tough group because they're all similar I, I, teams, like uh, Czech, uh, Croatia, and Scotland. They're very similar in how they play. The only way, so the only way England gets out of that group easily is if you blow yourself out. If you blow, you got to blow the opposition out of the water, mm. which is what I was saying. You got to start smacking. You got to start slamming two, three, four past them. Do you know what I mean? Forget this. What we done against Poland the other night, which is you're one nil up at half time, and then you know you're going into that's a stupid game to play. You if you're gonna if you're gonna get through that group, you want goals and you want goals early. Mm. Blow the teams out of the water, two nil up at half time, and put the game to the sword in the second half. That's that is that is the only way you get assurance out of that group because to get out of the group. Because otherwise, if you're gonna rely on trying to grind a result out over ninety minutes or one nil or some two one up, yeah, yeah I, I think those type of I think it comes down to COVID, doesn't it, really? The, the way it's changed football. You're going to have to score three, four goals now to win a game, you know? It, you can't rely on a 1-0, 2-0. Especially with no fans in the ground as well. Yeah. I mean, oh, by that stage, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. We'll see. But yeah, last thing about us, really happy with the win. Um, kept our qualifying. <laughs> I mean, how many people could say this, mate? We keep our qualifying campaign alive after two games. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's the exactly. re- that's reality, mate. That's reality. But thank, luckily for us, um, we got the European like Nations League backdoor to help us. in so um, we'll, we'll be in playoffs. You know, there's no way we're going to win the group. So playoffs for us. But yeah, um, all eyes now definitely towards the Euros. Um, there's not many not many games mate, left to play. I think we play one game against Albania in yeah. June, and that's it. Then you know yeah so. and it's one of those where it's, you know maybe it's an exciting time for, for for some Welsh fans as well because like you've got a lot, a lot of youngsters in that squad do you know what I mean yeah it's, it's um, a good it's a good it's a good learning curve for me it's a free hit um but the biggest thing that like the FAW have to have to decide now is do we keep gigs or not because the guy's been on bail now he's gone he's, he's, he's missed the gone. last he's, five six games it, it, look if, it, it, if he's done what he's if he has been found guilty of what he's done there's no way he should be playing, you know. Sorry, managing I, I think Wales again. I, I think his career in football's finished. Exactly. I think, gone. yeah, from a re- from a reputational standpoint, no one would want to take him on. Um, he's probably in last chance saloon territory anyway, given yeah. um, you know some of the previous indiscretions. And I think it's one of them where you know he's really done himself a disservice there. But I think something's not right upstairs with that bloke. You know, he's, there's something which is there's there's a screw which is loose. Because there's like a there's like a historic trend here, isn't there? Of, the, of him just doing this like, weird, mad stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I think he's gone. I mean, well, um, Bale's got um, so uh, Giggs is gone. He's yeah. gone, mate. With the profile which women's football's got, I mean, you can't mm. have a guy like that in charge of your men's team, can you? No. Nah. It's it's just you know it's it's from from a branding perspective, it'd be a massive own goal for Wales. Uh, the, you know the, yeah. the football association now. So that's why I'm putting my hands up. Okay, so I will. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can say, look, you'll happily take, you know, give me a couple of hundred grand a year. I'll do the job for you. No problem. <laughs> a sign Gareth Bell shit, man. I'll do it. Oh wait, I've already sign got one Gareth. of those. So <laughs> yeah, so, uh, sign. Uh, you want to sign a pair of Gareth Bell boots? There you go. <laughs> oh well. Um, 
Yeah, the other results were across like the whole because it was not just Europe playing. There's games in Africa and Asia and and the Caribbean. Um, one game I was really interested in was uh, USA versus Jamaica. Uh, I mean, is it Jamaica or, or England C? I don't know what to call it now. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, the, the, it's almost <laughs> got. It's, it's gone back to the old days where in the nineties you had yeah. quite a lot of English players who were playing for uh, for a lot of the Caribbean nations. And they qualified um, for the nineteen ninety eight. World Cup, didn't they, in France? Yeah, so. yeah exactly, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, Jamaica is interesting. I mean, they got a bit of a pasting against the States. Uh, yeah. um, but I mean, yeah, old uh, old Jamal Lowe, uh, <sighs> notching you, you one up for the reggae boys. Um, so, yeah. We'll we're, we're, just... we're talking about Ireland, how they benefited in the 90s. It just feels like, you know, it's come full circle now. The, the Jamaicans are going back yeah, to, and you know going what, back to Plan A. Because it's not worked exactly. for the last 20 years. So let's go back to yeah, Plan A, exactly, go back to Old exactly. Blighty and get all the, the plays that might have some Jamaican in them. <laughs> yeah, they'd probably struggle though now, wouldn't they? Because it's like, you'd be look, you'd scr- you're scratching the barrel for grandparents. So similar to Ireland, <laughs> you'd really be, uh, you know, you, you really relied on the grandparents, wouldn't you? Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it'd be br- I mean, it, what was really nice actually was in 20, I think it was 2019 or so, it was 2019, seeing Jamaica women's team qualify for the World Cup. That was fantastic, That's right, yeah. Really enjoyed watching them at the at the World Cup. Um, and I mean, typically when when you, I mean the last Caribbean team to qualify for the World Cup was Trinidad and Tobago in two thousand six, which was which was fantastic. But um, I mean, typically it's been a been a part of the world which is <clears throat> a little bit underrepresented in terms of you know football. Yeah, I mean, um, if you look at the the potential players that they can pull from, you know. Uh, it's incredible. Like they could feel a really good team, Jamaica. They really could, because they've got a lot of players based in England, but they're playing like championships, some in the Premier League. So, you know, I think it's a great thing. I love seeing. Yeah, you, know, you see this in rugby union, rugby league. You know, where you've got players that can't make it for the the top. You know, whether it's Australia, New Zealand, uh, and they decide to play for their like Pacific Island and you know heritage and stuff like that. So, like we look at Jamaica. You know, they there's a lot of good players that have played for the first team in England, you know, like John Barnes, yeah. um, Sterling. We should, yeah. so. we should hopefully have enough, like, they should hopefully have enough to get, get through. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got Leon, Leon Bailey as well to, to come back into the fold. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got, you've got some decent players in there. You've got some decent players. In Mate, there, look at, so look well. at the players that they didn't call up. So they, they've got Max Aarons, they've got Damari Gray, um, Holgate, Hayden. Yeah. Um, Liam Moore, who plays Redden, he played. Uh, he, I think he won his first cap the other day. Nathan Redmond's another one that's played for England, yeah. but he's not tied down because he didn't play a competitive game. Kamar Roof and and the boy Ivan Tony, but <laughs> Ivan Tony, the best player in the championship right now. He's got like thirty fucking goals already. Yeah, yeah I know it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, let's see what happens with Jamaica. I mean, the problem with Jamaica is you know what will happen is they just won't get their shit together from an administrative side. Like yeah. they will have some kind of like cock up or whatever it is where they won't call up a couple of those players but um no, I'd, I'd like to see them in a world cup or you oh, i love it mate. um yeah that'd be that'd be a laugh how it? good would that be they're gonna win the world cup they're gonna do it 2022 <laughs> qatar they're gonna win it the reggae boys are gonna win the cup i'll tell you what Eddie, they're gonna beat england in that. the second uh, round mate some, the round of 16 yeah, put, jamaica put, put will beat up. england Put some money on that because you know what I would love to have had some money on is that North Macedonia, uh, the Macedonia result the other night against Germany. <laughs> that's bloody hell. You put 100 quid on that and you were, uh, that's, uh, you'd be sitting quite pretty, wouldn't you? Um, I think Pandev scored that game, didn't he? Pandev scored. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, Pandev, yeah. he's like fucking cool. like 50 years old. Yeah, I was going to say, because he was back, he was playing for Inter Milan back in the day, mate. Yeah, that's right. And Lazio. Unbelievable. I didn't even know North Macedonia was a thin mate. No, I think it's a new country, isn't it? Because yeah. they um, they only come in. There's them, and then the, I think it's Kosovo, another, yeah. another one. There's quite a few. So because of the old sort of uh, you know the Czechoslovakia sort of uh, you know block, a lot of that's been you know obviously broken up now, and you know new country established. So I think there are quite a, some. You got yeah, Bosnia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gibraltar's a new one. Yeah. Besides the international window, um, there's a few things I like to talk about, mate. So this whole thing with the online abuse stuff, like it's just getting out of order now, isn't it? No, it's disgraceful, mate, at the end of the day. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. I mean, there's no other word you can use to describe it in the sense that 
you know, Facebook and Twitter, you know, you post a video which is, you know, related to the Premier League or whatever it is, they'll rip it down. But anything to do with racial abuse, you they, you know, people are getting away with it and mm. um, feels like society's gone backwards. But the bit which is disturbing, Ed, is that with the racial abuse, and I've seen it the other day, other week with the United Leicester um, game in the, in the FA Cup, the United fans are racially abusing Fred. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't make none of it matter because you've got fans from their own team who are racially abusing their own players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously the trolls who are out there. Yeah, something's got to be done to clean it up, um, kick it out. You know, it's just wrong. It's wrong on so many different levels. Um, and people which wouldn't be man enough to say that on the street are just hiding behind a keyboard. And mm. yeah, it's just, it's awful. Yeah, like we've had a problem all season though with that with the Swansea players. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting out of hand now. And then... Um... It's gone to the point where um, one of our American loanies, um, Paul Ariola, so an old tweet came out. Oh, on, you know, there's one of those Twitter tweets that they've tweeted when mm. they were like teenagers or whatever. It's come back to bite him in the ass. It was a racist comment. Yeah, and, well, I've seen that with you know, one, of the, was it, one of the West Ham lads. And it's like, yeah. I mean, that's just stupid. I mean, that's stupid. Yeah. If you've tweeted something 10 years ago, or whatever it is, I mean, draw a line in the sand yeah. and move on. But one thing I'm annoyed with, the club, the club know that we've had issues this year with, you know, our players suffering racism, right? But yet they mask what this guy did and they said he's injured. So they send him back to America, they cancel the loan. Mm. But he's not injured. He's just been found to be, you know, a, a bigot, really. So like, yeah. so, <laughs> so just say it, just say it. Don't lie and say, oh, he's injured. We send him back to the States. You, you got rid of him because you found that you... Posted probably don't want it. Probably, it's probably from a law, <coughs> probably from a lawsuit perspective, because <coughs> they probably don't want to get sued by the bloke. Hmm. So it's annoying. And then the other day, mate, against Mexico, we beat them, and we had about I think about four or five black players on the field. Um, mm. And the, you know, another Swansea player, Banco Bango, he got like heaps of you know racist stuff thrown at him from Mexican fans. You know. It's wrong in it on so many levels, and it's. I think it's just sad, mate. Like yeah. it's just these are human beings at the end of the day, and you know the level of racial abuse. I mean, I just I think it's appalling. But let's be honest with you, mate. Like, I don't think FIFA and UEFA are taking it seriously. Um, <clears throat> there's so many countries. I'm not going to name them, but the repeat offenders, they just yeah. keep getting away with it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, speaking of repeat uh, offenders, the you know the guy that was in, you know involved with that Glen Kamara incident. Yeah. He played against us, uh, Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale he didn't did more than kick out racism. He gave racism the bloody elbow because he elbowed him in the face. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it's disgraceful. It's brilliant. He got he got he got targeted big time. Yeah, it just makes me feel really sad. Um, obviously, all of that kind of stuff because you think to yourself, you know, you know it's not right. It's, nah. it's not right, and it's just getting worse. That's the thing. It's getting worse, isn't it? It is getting worse. This is why we said it the other day, mate, where we where we spoke about whether taking the knee still relevant or not. I just feel it's, it's, it's just making Waste it worse, time. mate. And if Waste, anything, yeah. It's making Waste it worse. Yeah. What, what can you do? Because people say, oh, well, they need to work with the social media like um, platforms and stuff and have your identity linked with uh, your account. It's like, that's never going to happen. People will always make troll accounts. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really difficult. I think, um, I think it's got to the stage now where it's like, I think all the players have got to take a stand against this with mm. Facebook, Twitter. Um, and it, it's easy, it's easily done. It's one of them where it's like Facebook and Twitter could sort it out tomorrow if they wanted to, because like, you know, you could, you know, they could have better monitoring and, you know, link, you'd have to have, you know, upload a identity document or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so a bit like a credit score, you know, if you're, you know, a bit like an application to, you know, get a credit card or, you know, um, whatever it is, you need to have a you know the supporting references and the documents. I mean, it's easily done. I don't think they can be bothered. It's too much hard work. For them. Yeah, they don't stand. They don't stand anything to benefit from doing it really, except for you know, unless people start coming off their platforms, which I can't. I can't see happening. All right, mate. Um, how can we leave this pod on a positive note? Well. I'm, I can go to the pub in 11 days' time, which is positive. Um, we've got we've got the Euros, which are coming up in the summer, which I'm actually really looking forward to. I enjoy, do you know what? I really enjoyed the international break. So I, I, I've not been enjoying the Premier League football. I think it's a bit stale. I think the players are tired. I think you can see that 
you know, no fans really starting to get to them. And I thought international football was actually, you know, a lot of people slag off England for the sake of slagging off England and they'll slag off international football for the sake of slagging off international football. But I, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy the international week. Uh, week. Uh, you know, yes, the football wasn't the best, but it was just something a bit different. So I think, mm. you know, optimistic about, you know, the upcoming tournaments, you know, the World Cup. Um and I think the players enjoyed it as well, didn't they? You could see that the players enjoyed doing something different. Um, you know, there was a lot of lot of good good chatter and publicity about it. Everyone saying, you know, how keen they are to play for the national team. So I think that was awesome. Um, yeah, and then I think you know, let's just see how the rest of the league season plays out. But as far as I'm concerned, just get it done, get it over with, and then we can enjoy the uh, the, the European uh, well, the, the Euros in in the summer. Nice one, mate. Uh, you've got Liverpool on the weekend, by the way. At home, yeah, we yeah. could do them. We could do them. You never know. You never know. Clop the flop is back, mate. <laughs> um, so we, we could do them, mate. We could do them. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, with the Arsenal, we, we hope for everything that we expect nothing. <laughs> oh, well, I think we'll leave it there, mate. I think it's a good way to end it. No problem. Hope everyone has a great Easter and uh, we'll catch you next time.